Welcome back, Spy fans. Uh, this week we'll be talking about episode four of the Ipcrest File TV show. Uh, we've been uh, going through the show episode by episode as it's been airing, as well as doing our uh, Harry Palmer Fest. So if uh, you haven't heard any of those episodes, go back and check us out on our uh, stream. Um, just search Spies Like Us podcast on any podcast app you have. Um, and uh, that'll get you all caught up. Um, but if you've been watching the show and listening to our episodes, um, uh, we're moving along. And um, I think we last week we had ended off with uh, the, the the big raid on the trade-off uh, where they were trying to get the scientists. And this was in Beirut. And um, Palmer had shot someone. And in, you know, there was a trade off to try to get the scientist. And then there was a big raid. And uh, as we discussed before, Palmer, it's been a while since he's been in conflict or war type of situation. And so killing someone kind of like messed him up. But he found a picture. um, And that's where we start this episode is we have Dolby going over the clutter, quote unquote. I'm really excited we got to use uh, Uh talk about this because I really love this at the beginning. Um, he's going over the clutter found at the scene, and everything is so meticulously Russian-made. Um, and uh, he's going through piece by piece with Palmer, and then he shows, like, the x-rays of the body of where the bullet uh, entrance and exit wounds were, and that's, like, messing Palmer up. And he's really trying to grill Palmer here um, to see what he thinks uh, and he points out all this Russian clutter, but then points out some bridge work that could only have been done in the United States uh, at that time. So he's like, all Russian stuff, but American bridge work. Hmm. Uh, so I wanted to point out mad plus buy points for uh, basically making trying to make it look super Russian and plus buy points on Dolby for spotting the, the bridge work. Uh, but that's that's what leads into the main pres- premise of this episode is um, we get sent. We're, well, uh, I want I want I want oh, okay. to talk about that a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, in our in our last episode, and and even though we've both seen, uh, we've seen all the episodes of the show, but at this point in episode four, we're going to try to uh, avoid spoilers mm-hmm. for episodes five and six. Mm-hmm. But we'll assume that you've seen up till episode four uh in our last episode we talked about we kind of ended on talking about like or or we tipped our hand a little bit we knew it was the americans even though like on rewatching the end of the show like we weren't supposed to know that so we kind of fucked up there spoiler wise um but it was it was the americans and we were talking about like what is their uh what is their ambition why are right. they interrupting this 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 operation? Um, it's now very clear that they are super interested in uh, making sure Randall uh, gets his science his his pet captured scientist to where he want you know to sell him to whoever. Um, it wasn't actually them; they're not there to abduct him necessarily. Mm-hmm. these Americans posing as Russians. Um, but they're just there to make sure that the British don't interfere with the handoff. And uh, I agree, you know, uh, I liked that, um, 
you know, as, as Dalby is going through and showing all of the detritus, I guess we could call it from the mission Mm -hmm. as being like, this is a Russian, this coat was bought from a Russian store. This is, you know, this, uh, weapon is Russian, uh, this i don't know whatever wallet is russian blah blah blah. this person had a ticket in their hand for a train from leningrad and i actually it was when he got to that train ticket or the tram ticket that i was like wait they're trying way too hard i mean i like this as far as um you know putting putting all this uh uh, do we call it pocket litter or something like just in case you get caught or whatever oh. that is that the right term? Uh, I thought it was clutter, but it could... okay. Yeah. Clutter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I dude, I just gave myself a high five. Like when Dolby says like it was the tram ticket that sealed it for me. <laughs> Trying too hard. And that was exactly the moment that I thought they were trying too hard yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, and it, it was, I, I thought it was a great way to open the episode. Um, but that's, that's what leads Dalby to send Gene and uh, Palmer on a new mission to go to, what are they going to, Helsinki or New York? Oh, no, they're going to, a, to an island. In 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 they're going to the neutron bomb test. Right, right, right. Is was that off of Helsinki? No, no, no. It's uh, it's probably in the South Pacific somewhere. I did I did Google it a little. I I do I did find that uh, we had done a neutron an underground neutron bomb test in sixty one. Uh, Wiki says that our like open air. Uh, neutron bomb tests were done in the nineteen in the late nineteen sixties, which clocks with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think they're anywhere near Helsinki. Doesn't it feel like the South Pacific? That's what it kind of feels like. But I know that the CIA guy uh, had mentioned that they spotted Dolby in Helsinki, and then he later shows up to wherever they're testing to brief uh, Palmer. So I th- that's why I thought it might have been somewhere there. But um, maybe he went through Helsinki and then dropped down to the south because uh, he did break his tail at that point. But we're skipping ahead. Um, anyway, they're, they're sent to the U.S. to watch this bomb test. And that's kind of their cover story is that they're going to just witness the progress of technology. You know, at this point, America and England have a good relationship. Diplomatic. The March of Progress. Yeah, the March of Progress was is a great way that they described it. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, and um, this kind of like story wise, this kind of sets up an awkward situation for Palmer and um, Gene because they had like a little mo- moment of romance in the last episode, and it's and on top of that, Palmer just is all screwed up from the trauma of like killing somebody again. Um, but uh, when they get there, it's obvious that um, the, 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 the lens of suspicion is on the both of them. Um, and they go through a briefing, and I guess the head of security there is talking about this 20, 
This Russian submarine that's 20 miles offshore that he mentioned earlier, which I wanted to highlight right now and then skip because that's going to be important later on. Um, but one of the things I thought was really interesting that I think we should both really, really talk about for this is how much the, what was his name? Paul? He's the CIA uh, contact that they've been dealing with in the last couple episodes. Right. I've, I've got him. I mean, I've got him down as his last name of Maddox. Maddox. Yeah. And that's I think, how I'd like to refer to him. Yeah. Uh, so Maddox, uh, he, he from the get-go starts playing Gene against uh, Palmer and vice versa. And there was a lot of really clever stuff he did. Um, I, I, I think they both kind of picked up on it, but it still was enough to drop a little bit of suspicion. So I thought we should talk a little bit about that. Did you, did you have anything you wanted to say about that? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I think this is um, uh, largely a Maddox-focused episode, even though we have—I mean, we have a side plot of Dalby and Helsinki, which I think we should totally separate in our discussion because the two stories don't interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, along the way in this episode, we're definitely going to find out that Maddox is not to be trusted. I mean, he's, he's lying out of the left side of his face. He's lying out of the right side of his face. Uh, we'll, we'll find uh Palmer. will notice like, uh, you know, uh, a, uh, the, uh, the, the handwriting uh, of his invitation to uh to have palmer come and play a game of pool with him mm-hmm. matches a ca report that uh was also scribbled on from uh weirdly like 71 um so it, it was it was a little weird to me it was a little weird to me like why is this in palmer's um you know, the, the folder of information that he's been given, I guess you'd call it a dossier. Uh, but if, if they're trying to give Palmer all the information on Randall that they possibly have, there is this one, uh, memo from 1970 or 61, uh, from CIA operations in the Congo that have his, uh, handwriting on it like overall what i'm trying to say is like by the end of this episode we know that maddox is not playing straight oh yeah no absolutely um and it makes me wonder if his like advances towards gene were uh either fully not playing straight and just like being a good agent or if he's like kind of half like looking for the opportunity because he does try to recruit her um to join the company which uh you know, he, there's that shot with him and Palmer where he, he he asks him, "Did you know that they're trying to recruit her to the CIA?" And then and then we get a shot later where he actually he he actively tries to recruit her. Um, and uh, so I'm I'm wondering how 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 much uh, of his intentions are just uh, settling him off, or if he actually does have an interest in her. But it's it's kind of funny because we see in I think it was episode one where he's like asking her to dinner. But we also see that kind of double two sides of the coin of him where he's talking about being hung over and then telling someone else he's he, he never drinks. So I, I kind of like that he's always kind of walking the line and you're never quite sure what his, what his intentions are. Well, I think something that you uh, 
kind of skipped over or, or alluded to that I wanted to mention is like part of what is making us a little bit confused about Maddox is, I mean, he does, I mean, Gene is fucking beautiful and he's been hitting on her since day one. Mm-hmm. And so some of it is, I guess, meant to kind of cloud our thinking of what Maddox is up to yeah. in terms of he might just see Palmer as a romantic rival. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And like oh. that it's, you know, it's not just it's not just a tradecraft for for uh, political reasons, but tradecraft for, you know, trying to trying to edge that other sexy guy out of the picture so i can yeah get sexy times with gene yeah right (laughs) well he proves to be very capable at that actually Uh, well not at making the sexy time with gene but uh basically um pushing them off keel so to speak uh and pitting them against each other even though they do kind of pick up at it on it towards the end um, but w- one of the things I wanted to point out is he really was able to profile her um, because, you know, he's obviously telling them both bullshit things that he really doesn't quite know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, what I meant when I said, like, lying out of the left side of his face and lying out of the right side of his face. He's yeah, he's he's totally telling them different stories. Yeah, I really liked when um, he was with Gene and he mentions like. Oh yeah. Oh, oh no, no. The first thing that we get to see him do is when he's talking to Palmer and he's like, yeah, Gene told me. And, and, uh, I'm not, and I guess as the audience, we want to think that he knows that Palmer's upset about the murder, but then he kind of alludes to the divorce type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, there's like a whole mixed bag of little buttons that he's pushing with Palmer. But, uh, what I really liked was when he was with Gene, and he totally profiled her as like, you know, he was a very competent woman, very professional, you know, climbing the ladder of the, the career. You know, she probably has dealt with, you know, the the misogyny at the workplace a bunch of times where she's just an emotional woman or whatever. And he mentions like, oh, yeah, by the way, Palmer told me about your breakup. I'm sorry to hear about that. And this and that. He was like, yeah, he told me to be wary of your emotional vulnerability. You know, Palmer never said this like fucking once to him. But, you know, they have their own people watching and they got their information. And he's really, really pushing her off kilter. So I I, I really liked watching him be like a total dick to both of them. Like, it's, it's really sketch. Uh, just his ability to 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 just craft this message that really really kind of like uh, at least plants a little bit of doubt, you know. Even though they're already on guard, there's there's a little bit of doubt, and you see Jean kind of questioning things a little bit, even though she's still like, you know, uh, understands who Palmer is and and probably figures that he's not, but she's still questioning and double checks. And like, you know, I wanted to give her some plus five points on that too. Sure. Um, that, that for me opens up two uh, topics that I want to talk about in turn. Um, you, you used, you used the term pressing buttons mm-hmm. a minute ago. And uh, that was actually something I did not like about this episode uh, was how eager characters were to uh press each other's buttons Mm. um you know in the terms of like 
in uh, tradecraft is I envision it as being like uh, worthy of a five park bench. Like you don't tip your hand mm -hmm. to uh, to the enemy. And I think there's a lot of, of pressing buttons for pressing buttons sake here. Um, oh, you I thought think, they were just doing it for the sake? Well, okay. Um, you know, Maddox tells Gene that Maddox tells Gene that the CIA considers Dalby and Palmer as under suspicion. Mm -hmm. And that just seems like, okay, a, a button press. I, I'm not sure I like it. Um, I think, you know, uh, uh, Henderson, okay, Captain Henderson, that's the uh, the military security guy, the American guy, you know, directly asking Palmer about Beirut. I don't like mm -hmm. it. Why would you go so far out of your way to tell him that he's under suspicion? Um, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But there's also, and, and we don't get these in, in real time, but uh, we also get signals or, or scenes that show us that, like, for instance, Dalby had told Gene specifically to uh, try to convince Maddox that she is suspicious of her own organization and that she she might have doubts about Dalby and Palmer. In their first conversation of Gene and Maddox, she does the exact opposite, though. Uh, like, she stands up for Palmer. So, I mean, she's off script there. But... Well, she also was... does tell Maddox exactly why they're there. Right? R right, that yeah. They're not just there to watch the test, that, you know, they have reason to believe. Like, she even brings up... that. That's why, like... You know, when you said that they're just doing it for the sake of pushing buttons, I think I think they're ruffling feathers to get, you know, like to to what's it called? Uh, there's that expression, you know, like uh, let all the rabbits out of the bush type of thing. Um, that's kind of how I read it. Uh, you know, like in, in interrogation, they'll talk about like the direct accusation, um, oftentimes, and maybe maybe it might have happened a little fast in the episode that maybe they could have gotten their feet a little wet before they start like pulling the triggers, but that, that seemed to be the overall gameplay in the majority of this episode where, uh, you know, like here's a stimulus and let's see the reaction. I mean, especially since we have that kind right, of, like you said, like with the rabbits, like shake, shaking the bush and see what comes out. Right. <laughs> um, which I don't know, feels a little sloppy to me overall. Um, well, the the military guy, he's he's not an intelligence guy. He's just head of security, right? So, so that's why I, kinda, that's why I excuse him. Right, right. Uh, You're you talking know. about when he gets the passport and he's like, "Oh, Beirut, huh? What we do right. there?" Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because that guy has got an axe to grind. Yeah, because we find out in this episode that the the guy that Palmer killed in self defense, uh, although the Americans don't necessarily know that because it's all messy. You know, right. uh, fog of war and all that. Right. Um, you know, was his best friend, and that he's the godfather to these new, newly orphaned girls. Uh -huh. Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, he he can be excused, 
from being bad at tradecraft, but some of these other some of these other tips of the hand to each other like don't make as much sense to me, except for then that's the other thing I wanted to talk about was like um you know we we get a little cutscene where we find out like Dolby totally told Gene like go ahead and throw me and Palmer under the bus or make it look like you're willing to throw us under the bus cuz you yeah. don't actually trust us and the the overall ambition there is to build trust with Maddox right and i mean that's pretty solid uh-huh um the way it kind of plays out though and then also though like uh okay so i guess uh if if you don't mind um, I want to talk about the night that uh, Palmer is framed as a possible suspect of someone that communicated with, you know, that, that had an unauthorized transmission. Right. Okay. So um, that You're talking goes- about when they obviously planted the radio and obviously left the cufflink from... Uh, from Palmer for Jean to find. They didn't point out it. They they just left it right there for her to find and went off to talk to give her like an opportunity to find it. The, the yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't like that. Yeah. Um. I I didn't like that because I mean, first of all, I mean, uh, we we've been given the clue that Palmer is missing a cufflink. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think it works to just drop it in the sand and hope that Gene finds it. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe there was a, you know, maybe the plan was like, well, okay, if she doesn't notice it, then like one of us will pick it up and say, Hey, what's this? Right. <laughs> um, but I, I just, you know, like the coincidence of her finding it in the sand is, is very flimsy uh, to me. You know, if that, if that was your plan, I also I, I I never caught like when they actually uh, stole his cufflink, but uh, we know it's missing, uh, you know, because because we saw him uh, try to fix it with a with a paperclip. Yeah, the only time I can figure that out is either the psychiatrist took it or that security guy took it when uh, he he came and like basically busted his balls. Like he could have like. I don't know, snatched it while he was looking at the passport. But yeah, it, I don't think it's clear when that actually happened. I mean, it had to have been that night, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it has to have been before that night. Right. Uh, you know, cause, cause we saw already that Palmer was missing uh, the, the cufflink. So Next I'm not day, sure right? when they grabbed it, but I'm not sure that it's entirely important. It just like, I mean, it just doesn't make sense to, to me to go to all the trouble of stealing a cufflink from him and then just dropping it in the sand and hoping that Jean will notice it. And also like, how stupid is she supposed to be? You know, how, yeah. how, how, um, you know, how much are they misunderestimating her, mm-hmm. uh, that they, that she's not going to see, this is obviously, uh, a, a, a setup yeah and that goes to to me too like um 
you know, uh, uh, Palmer. Okay. So Palmer tells her to go to Maddox and basically implicate him. Why? I don't see, I don't see how that works. Well, it builds trust with Maddox. It does do that. It does do that. Because especially if they planted it, which, you know, Palmer and Jean both know that they planted it. Um, it gives her the opportunity because if they know that they planted it and she doesn't come forward with it, they know that they can't trust her. But if she does come forward with it, then like they're like, oh, okay, well, she's either playing us or she we are our attempts at you know dividing and conquering them are working, you know, especially since that was Dolby's plan was to have her like express her distrust so that she could build trust with Maddox. Right. Um, I mean, one of the one of the problems I have with this episode is that uh, you know, pointing fingers at Harry Palmer is not going to work for me because right. to me, he's definitely been established as our protagonist. And oh, you mean I, as an audience member? It's not. Yeah, yeah. right, right, yeah, right, right. It's not going to work for us. There's yeah. no, there's no universe in which I'm going to imagine that he was actually like you know, doing some dirty. Right. Uh, I mean, in the, in, in the universe of the characters, I think it's plausible because, you know, Maddox opens in that first conversation with Jean where, you know, where she comes to her, his defense, you know? And, and I think that's him testing Jean's perimeters to her trust of, of Palmer, but he brings up, yeah, he was in the war, didn't get his decoration. He felt he deserved, you know, and that, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah, like yeah. a, typical thing that people might flip for you know and so even even though she's demonstrated her trust of palmer and she's like i think you have him wrong one he's planting the seed of the possibility even if she hasn't like broken down the trust of palmer but it also gives maddox a gauge of her level of trust of palmer so now he knows oh i still have some more work to do with gene to try and like lower her her trust and increase her doubt you know i like that i I like that analysis um that's that's why i kind of liked how we got maddox like as like kind of a lot of the forefront of this because he's he really is like playing and i mean even though it was just kind of convenient with this like random kiss that they had and that's why they were awkward and kind of separated from each other um I, I, uh, like, I I think he keys in, like, they're not sitting next to each other. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting that, uh, you know, Harry and Jean interact very little in this episode. Mm -hmm. They're, they're very separated. Um, and I'm not sure if that's, uh, you know, was meant to be by the distance of the kiss. I'm, I'm still a little, I'm still a little iffy on like Jean's actual like state of mind. Uh, regarding Palmer uh, as as to whether or not she trusts him um you know I, I I'm I'm a little iffy on who she trusts most well, well I, Maddox or Palmer well I think I think Maddox is actually a little successful at planning the doubt because it's when he met when Maddox mentions the emotional vulnerability thing I think that does affect her you know, at least the, the show wants us to think that. And, you know, 
that's why I think she doesn't fall for it immediately or really at all. She, she double checks. She keeps her head clear. And mm. even though it might've affected her, she went and covered the bases. She go back, she goes back when she meets with Palmer and like, did you tell Maddox about my breakup? And did you say to watch out for my emotional vulnerability? He's like, no. And, and he could be lying. So when she goes back to meet with Maddox and is like, well, were you recording the room? He's like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 this time and this time. And I can play the tape for you if you like. You know, right. it, you know, she she is cross. She she's she's dotting her eyes and crossing her T's. And you're like, I, I want to be like, yeah, go Gene on that. Because, you know, the it seems like the seeds of doubt are still being planted. And, you know, it's 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 her job to, to really start, you know, maybe there is something else going on and she 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 makes sure to cover all the bases and what i what i like about what i like about this sub story um of of harry and gene is like when they meet when like i said like they're mostly separated they're mostly segregated from you know and they're getting information from different sources at the at the one conversation that they do have on the on the tower with the neutron bomb uh, they're actually entirely honest with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's no lies spoken. However, Maddox's manipulations have been successful enough that even the two of them speaking truth to each other, right? Because I didn't detect any lies uh, that they said to to each other. Like you know, they ask they ask each other questions. They give each other answers. As far as I can tell, all the answers are true. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still b- because of the way Maddox has set everything up, uh, even them being truthful to each other still leaves open the door to uh, suspect one, one another. And I need to say this too. Uh my worst tradecraft of this show is leaving two British people alone with the neutron bomb. <laughs> Did you catch that? Yeah, it made for a great shot. But yeah, no, yeah, I, I felt the same way, especially with like how much of a stick up the the head of security's ass there was. They were just allowed to just go hang out right by the bomb by themselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll gather you guys all up and we'll show it to you. And now the tour is moving on, but let's just let the two British agents just hang out there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for like a ten minute long conversation. Yeah. This, is, this is like <laughs> top of the line, like testing for huge weapons, which is going to leave these two people. Uh, that aren't part of our organization who could collect information about our technology. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, uh, yeah, no. All right. Uh, that, that was a good catch. Well, I think that's uh, about everything involving Maddox. Um, I, I mean, we did, we did mention the psychiatrist, but I, I think there's a little bit to talk about there. Um, we didn't really, I mean, she, she is a, a short lived, uh, uh, I, I guess <laughs> she's on only in this one. She, yeah. she arrives in this episode and she dies in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and we do find out that uh, uh, 
Dalby had instructed Palmer specifically to talk to her. Right. Find out what she knows. Well, well, what does think, she know? I think she approached Palmer at like, you know, the first night where everybody's getting cocktails and stuff. And uh, she she's a civilian uh, psychiatrist from Stanford that's researching the effects of working on nuclear technology. Um, now, we don't really know for sure at this point, but, you know, towards the end of the episode, it's pretty, pretty clear that, yeah, that's she, she's just kind of a bystander doing this research. And uh, we also find out that she was helping them work with uh, Dawson, right? Who's the yeah, that's a big reveal. That's yeah, a big very, reveal there. Very big She's reveal. using the Ipcrest technique. Uh-huh. And and she expresses a lot of misgivings. You know, at first she's just like, when I have a patient, their well-being is my first concern. And security stick up his ass, guys. Like, you don't have a patient. You have a scientific tool that needs to be ensured to finish this uh, research and testing. And um, so he, he kind of like strong arms her into using this Ip- Ipcrest technique. Um, which I, I don't know if you remember, but the first time we went through this episode, I was like, Oh my God, they're totally doing MK ultra. This is, this is totally like some MK ultra shit. So, I mean, they didn't say that in the show, but that was, that was kind of the vibe I was getting, um, that, you know, cause in the original Epcrest file film, uh, it's, it's very similar kind of concept where they're using like lights and sounds, uh, type of conditioning, to kind of brainwash people. Sure. Um, but uh, so they, they, they little definitely. A little bit of uh, kind of a psychedelia. Yeah. You know, that was a, a, a popular concept in the sixties, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, but she, she definitely expresses her concerns. Um, and so through some of this like character development with her, we, 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 we can safely say that, she really was a psychiatrist from Stanford and she's working on some top secret stuff, but because of her concerns of what they're doing with this, like these people, um, she goes on a date with Palmer and I, I don't think it's explicit, but I think she planted that note for Palmer to find when she goes to the bathroom in the middle of the film so that Palmer gets the message. So she, she, she is reaching out and, and probably has picked up on, you know, um, well, maybe Palmer could do something to help out or whatever uh, to her detriment, though. Um, and uh, one of the things I did want to talk about, because we do talk about kind of like the emotional and psychological effects of being in intelligence, Um when she meets with him to kind of give him the warning that like, you know, they're already in trouble and he needs to get out. Uh-huh. Um, she expresses to him, you know, when I first saw you, I thought maybe just maybe you weren't a spy um, and that you, you, you know, I just felt you were a nice guy. And then now kind of like, you know, getting involved in all this, you know, I wonder what you first saw in me. You, you saw a sad lady that you could approach and take advantage of and, get information out of and like, you know, he tries to like confirm, like, no, it was real for me too. And she's like, look, whatever, just, I'm going to go for a walk. You just got to get out of here. Um, and so, you know, we, we saw a little bit with Jean and her love life and the problem of living the double life. But here it's like, he's actually on the job and it's, 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 you know, it's not super explicit, but you know, 
you're you're on a secret testing facility. You know, the likelihood of him being a spy is pretty high. And, you know, he's he actually did kind of develop some feelings for her or was interested, you know, even though Dolby did instruct her to instruct him to like get everything he can out of her. It, I, I, I thought I thought it was kind of cool to, to get more of that in the show, because it seems like the show is really, really pushing a lot of this other stuff that we didn't get in the film. Yeah, I mean, I I like the psychiatrist character. Um, it does feel like a kind of a weird turn, you know, from her first uh, introduction into the act. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got all the great lines, all the great pickup lines, yeah, and um, cleverness that I wish I could have. Right when when I'm trying to think <laughs> about a girl, right. like she's she's really good at it. Um, they do have some moments together. Uh, I'm not entirely convinced as an audience member that they, they made a, a true emotional connection. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I, I do, I do feel for Palmer when, when he's in the car on that beach and, and he's saying like, I wish you could just trust me. And knowing that, you know, in Palmer's head, you know, he's got an agenda that sucks for me to, to, to think about, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, ours is a sad story and, um, it really sucks that, you know, the Americans basically murder her to just, you know, try to throw Palmer under the bus. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of sad. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then, and then what, Oh, that's right. The, that, that was kind of, what, what do you think? Do you, do you, do you think this is believable that Palmer would be really upset and then like, Oh yeah. Run the, up I mean, the there's no other, there's no other explanation. He yeah. can't, I mean, he, uh, you know, once he finds her dead, uh, he immediately like grabs a firearm, which we know he's already, a he's averse to right. violence. Uh, and he, and he storms Maddox's office. Uh, so he's, you know, I mean, you know, it's definitely minus spy points, but it's understandable. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, uh, someone that, or, or at least I'm meant to understand that he had an emotional connection with, but even if he didn't, you know, even if he didn't like, you know, like it would still feel really shitty for me. Like, even if I didn't care, like if I was an agent and, you know, I had been instructed to, uh, uh, gain information from someone, even if it was someone I didn't actually care about, like for them to get murdered as part of my actions, that could set, that would set me off. Yeah. Especially after, like, he's pretty emotional from, you know, killing the guy. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's believable for him to, like, really overextend himself. Um, he does grow Maddox about where's Dawson. Uh, we get a nice line where Maddox is like, uh, it's not my department. Like, like yeah, of course you right. know what fucking Dawson right. is. <laughs> but he's and just like, goes- oh, it's not my department. <laughs> This goes this goes also into my file of this episode being like uh people pressing buttons for no reasons. 
yeah. um, that Maddox says like, oh yeah, Dawson, he, he was here. Yeah. He was on a helicopter. <laughs> There's no reason to tell Harry that except right. to like, you know, like big dick energy. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's flexing. Yeah. Unnecessary. Yeah. um uh well i think that's it for the island did you want to move on to our uh there was like a a a small subplot where last week we talked about sure uh, dalby um kind of being confronted with the decision to save like his old love's life Mm -hmm. uh, this russian scientist and And he uh, prosecutes that plan it doesn't it doesn't intersect like the Dolby subplot that's being set up doesn't intersect at all yet right. with uh, the other events of episode four, uh, but it is a subplot and we'll be looking forward to seeing how it might intersect uh, in episodes five and six. Let's talk about the Dolby thing. Yeah. Um, so he, he decides to go through with it. Um, let's and- set it, let's, let's reset it up just, just in case, uh, basically stock is offering, uh, to return Dolby's old girlfriend in exchange for a dossier on the neutron bomb. Man, that's, that's, right. the, that's the offer. That's the trade. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so he he decides to go through with it, um, which is kind of like a oh moment. Um, but when he gets led over to make the trade, I I, I want to call bullshit on this. Um, he's got like a gun hidden in his hat. They pat him down. <laughs> oh, you're skipping ahead. I think um, before we get to the gun in the hat, um, I do like, you know, him escaping the tail uh, by going into a phone booth. Mm-hmm. We love reflections mm-hmm. and, and, and barring the door. Um, okay. But then uh, they get to the final meeting and get under the hat. Back to you. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's let in from the car. They blindfold him or whatever. And uh, they bring him to this room. There's like three guys. And then they bring in the scientist they pat him down. I I'd like to think they would check his hat. Uh, you know, it seems like these are like seasoned goons. You know what I mean? But anyway, he's got a gun hit in the hat, and he shoots all three of them. So this makes me wonder um, if 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 he actually is acting on his own at this point, um, because you know after after he gets her, they're at the hotel and he's keeping his distance from her, and it's like making her a little uncomfortable, and he's like. Well, you're to be taken to headquarters to be de- debriefed to see if uh, you know you're a reliable agent. And um, I, you know, I kind of wanted to give plus spy points on this because he's he's obviously been distraught about like being told that oh, this woman that you were in love with, you thought was executed, is actually alive, and here's your opportunity <laughs> to save her. Give us the stuff we need, and we'll get her back to you. Um, and then here he's got her, so he's going probably going through like a roller coaster of emotions and thoughts, and he keeps it very, very tight. He's like, "Yeah, you, you need to be debriefed." So I'm, 
I'm wondering if he had spoken to the higher ups and planned this whole thing out where he was going to bring like a dossier, but then like shoot the guys up and then take her out. That's kind of a high risk plan. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think he's meant to be uh, operating alone. My big question is whether or not he brought the real dossier. Yeah. Um, or something I mean, that just looked official. Right. Obviously it was, it was, um, realistic enough to uh pass a cursory inspection right um but uh yeah i i I really wonder about that like i mean because i mean his 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 plan he you know he has to know that his plan could have not worked right yeah like they could have checked under his hat for a gun. <laughs> Been like, oh, you got a gun. I see. Right. And double crossing, I say. In which case, like, you know, planning ahead for that, like, do you bring the real dossier or do you not? Right. Um I think you bring a I think you bring a dossier that would pass right. uh inspection but but doesn't have the real good good nuggets in it. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're not given to understand or know that for sure. Um, the thing about him uh, telling his girlfriend, you know, she needs to go through regular channels and says, ultimately, it'll be up to him to make the recommendation on her status. I don't know why that would be the case. Oh, because of conflict of interest? Uh, well, uh, I'm actually here. I'm presuming that like nobody knows about their relationship i just don't understand like like why it would be his role remember like he's the head of wook which is a fictional agency that reports directly to the minister of defense um why i don't know why why it would be why he would know or think that it, it heard going through regular channels would eventually land on his desk uh, that's, I think, just uh, storytelling and mm. and doesn't actually play out for me. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, okay, so I think, uh, you know, we've we've gone ahead and said, like, you know, we're, we're taking off the spoiler warning on having seen the original movie, The Abcrest File, in which case Dalby turns out to be the traitor. And you and I had talked about the fact that like, it's a duck, duck goose situation where there's no indication that he's the traitor until the very end. You just suddenly find out for no reasons. Right. And uh, we're never given any reason to suspect him, but here at least like, uh, we have been given like some uh, interiority right. to the Dolby character of uh, how he might be compromised and might have a a motivation to act outside of just doing his job. Right. <laughs> how it's going to play out, I don't know. Um, or I mean, I kind of do, <laughs> yeah. but we're pretending that we don't. Right. <laughs> uh, but it, no, it definitely... will not work out the same way as it did in the movie that I can promise you. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I was 
I feel comfortable taking the spoiler warning off of that. Right. Yeah, they definitely took a lot of different turns in the show than they had in the film. So I think it was nice that they kept a lot of the themes and had a lot of little Easter eggs, but gave us something new and much more, um, I guess, rich for us to, a lot, lot more detail. You know, it's a lot of the details. That's that's one thing that I think the show has is a lot, a lot of details. And this episode had quite a bit for us to go over. <laughs> right. A lot of more uh, head games. Yeah. And 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 people uh, playing each other against each other, yeah, uh, in in really interesting ways. And I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out. The preceding transmission sampled the song "Enter the Party" by Kevin McLeod, and sound effects from freesound.org. Attributions and links are found at spieslikeus.net. <laughs>